Welcome to the Next Chapter Podcast. Whether you were going from high school to college, from college to the real world, from nine to five to entrepreneur, or literally anything in between, we are here to help you turn the page from dreams to reality. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Chapter Podcast, where we help turn the page from dreams to reality today. We're going to be continuing the little series we've been doing, interviewing the co-hosts of this podcast. We've done myself, Matt, we've done Ricky, and now we're going to do Eric. So I'm going to interview Eric, see more about his life, who he is, what's important to him, and how or what made him who he is today. So Eric, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you doing right now? Hi, Matt. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for interviewing me. For sure. A um, little different, feels a little weird. Uh, yeah, my name's Eric. I do a lot with my life. Um, yeah, that's how we're going to answer just it for now. Yeah, we'll get more into it. Okay, let's do it. Let's just start childhood. Mm-hmm. Who was Eric when you were a kid? I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. You can, like, from before middle school, I don't remember, like, anything, even including middle school. Um Born in Oakland, California, moved to Pennsylvania, parents split when they were, when I was like seven years old, Um, and I think like that really kind of started off defining like who I was. Um, I feel like I faced a lot of challenges as a kid, Mm -hmm. Um, more challenges than a lot of people, Um, and I think through everything, every decisions I made, it led me to who I am now, and the position I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the toughest things like a kid can go through, in my opinion, moving locations and then also parents going through divorce. What did you learn about yourself and learn about life in those times? Um, I think, well, first off, I want to say my parents taught me a lot. I think more than anything, they taught me what I don't want to do or like the decisions I don't want to make. Um, and I think through the divorce, it taught me to rely on myself. I think I pulled back emotionally in a lot of situations. And I, it kind of showed me to figure things out on my own, um, learn how to deal with everything that's coming my way, and I will get through things. And it's what my tattoo says. Strength comes from the struggle. And I really believe that through... All the trial that you go through, it'll mold you into the person that can handle anything in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And before college, you I mean, you played sports for quite a bit. You had different jobs. What was important to you, either childhood, teenage years? Can you think of anything that was like, okay, this is what I centered my life around? No. Honestly, I don't think a lot was important to me. It was really living the days, enjoying the days and really having no direction in my life and honestly at the point you didn't really need to have direction you were already in school doing homework doing exams and it was kind of preparing you for the next step which was college and then i think it really started in college was when i needed to figure out what i wanted to do because the next step was more schooling at the time or a job Mm -hmm. and to me i needed to figure out who I was, to figure out where I wanted to go. And what'd you find out? Um, there's more to life than just school. It's a, it's a great thing, but it really limits who you are. 
because you don't have to look much outside of it. Like I said, if I really was going to pursue pursue a further education, I wouldn't have found out much about myself because all I would have needed to think was the next step of getting to the next mm-hmm. or getting to the next level of schooling. Mm-hmm. And just like when I was in middle school, the next step was high school. I didn't need to have any direction in my life. So it kind of opened up my eyes and allowed me to figure out who I am as a person and really connect more with myself. Mm-hmm. Why was it when you go through high school, why was it like, I want to go to college, you wanted to be a doctor, you're going for pre-med, what led to that decision of yours? Um, not really much thought into it. Mm-hmm. It was just everyone was doing their common apps Everyone was saying, what college are you going to go to? So it was like the next step. I mean, it's no secret. I've really followed like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of no- nothing else. I never would have thought I would do any, like go to trade school or do anything else. I just thought college is the normal route to go. I'm a normal person. I wasn't thinking above and beyond. Yeah. So it's going to be my next step as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the past year or two, you really started thinking outside the box for yourself and what was possible in life. And in high school, it was just like, this is one track. This is where I'm going. Um, what positives came from that? What negatives came from that? Like, instead of being like, Hey, I'm going to figure out myself out even more. Cause you were just like, Hey, I'm going to become a doctor. And this is the exact path I'm going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about it like that, it really limits your mindset, as I said before. But it was just a whole bunch of trial and error. I mean, even after or during freshman year, Ricky and I started our Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And I truly think we were like one of the trendsetters and for a lot of people that we knew. And then a lot of people started Instagram pages after that. Yeah, And that was the first hint where we were like, we would rather put eight hours a day into this than doing eight hours a day into Target. Mm. I mean, we grew our Instagram followers a pretty substantial amount, yeah. but that was because we were following people. They were following us back. We were doing the like their posts, follow <laughs> them, just so people would know our names and right. know who we are. And then it was kind of like that follow for a follow. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like the gym community unspoken rule. Yeah, that was like... Probably the first thing I saw you guys be like full, fully committed to. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like we were living together freshman year and you would come back from working out by yourself and you'd be like, oh, here's some clips that I got. Here's some ideas I have. And it was just so new to me because like I wasn't really posting on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would see people like start to get into influencer space, but either they had like a million followers or just seemed like, you know, you're not going to go anywhere. But right. it was super cool to see someone like committed to it, even if I didn't understand it fully. So would you learn from that because that was like its own side hustle and it's a branding thing too you guys call yourself the fitness bros and Mm -hmm. even if people didn't know your names it's like oh it's the fitness bros like there's so many people out there like that now right yeah um we had some funny interactions on there but the biggest thing i learned then was like not to care what people think Mm -hmm. and i remember one of our first pictures was when we went off for college yeah. Or when we went back to college, and you probably remember it, mm-hmm. Colin took the picture, and it was us on our motorcycles in the cold, facing different ways, and it was that uh, Fast and Furious quote. Mm-hmm. 
and thought it was so cool got a lot of love from it from people mm -hmm. who we didn't would show love to it and it was kind of the idea of i like this picture and i kind of enjoy posting this stuff and it's real and i don't care what other people think someone could have commented the worst of the worst on there and it wouldn't have affected me mm -hmm. because i truly liked you know it the, the picture had meaning to me yeah so if i figured out if i have meaning in something i don't care what people would think i really don't mm -hmm. that's big yeah. really big um besides that i mean you guys went all in on school both you and ricky different schools um, you guys had a common goal in mind you know i i lived with you freshman year but then you know i went transferred to a different school but whether talking to you or just you know we had mutual friends um, I knew how committed you were to your goal and what you were doing to make that happen. And then I came to visit a few times. Um, tell us about like the college years. What was important to you then? What, what did like the day to day look like? Freshman year, sophomore year, it was super important for me to get to the next step, which was going to be medical school um, and focus on my grades. Mm -hmm. Like that was really it and my education. And I did a great job of it. Uh, junior year. It was more so for me to have fun, and that's when COVID happened, mm -hmm. meet more people, and kind of expand my circle, and then senior year was quite the opposite of it, where I, in, instead of expanding, I contracted to a very small circle, and the thing is, at the time, it felt like I found what I needed to do and how I could differentiate from the rest of my peers to make that happen. And the thing was, I was so zeroed in, I was so focused in on my goals that I felt like I didn't need anyone to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think both good and bad came from it. Mm -hmm. What was the good? Um, well, I think that the decision of taking those steps led me to where I am today, or else I would be in medical school whether it be in a different country, whether it be DL or MD. I would be in medical school right now, and I don't know where I would be in the country, but I would be on my way to becoming a doctor and finding out that maybe that life right now isn't the best choice for me. Mm -hmm. What about the bad? I think I really limited myself in my college years. I pushed a lot of people away, mm -hmm. um, a lot of friends, um, I left my ex-girlfriend, which I never talk about, up there in Pennsylvania. And probably one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make was, well, the only reason I would have stayed up in college was for her mm -hmm. because I saw something great coming out of that in the future. And I, relationships are so questionable that I don't know if I would have married her, but it was a very real possibility to me. But then I also saw a life where I could be free or I could start something new and have a whole expansive network and mine gold, basically, just find something new, find my calling. So it was basically like really choosing a life that I envision that would lead me to the person that I really dreamed of for about a year when I was up there or the relationship that I dreamed of. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you which one is more important. Um, but it was a choice I had to make and it was something that will probably be 
the hardest decision I've had to make up until this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always very tough. And you've had few relationships, all of them like pretty serious. You get Mm -hmm. committed and um, invest a lot of time and energy into that. What advice would you give to someone that is going through trying to find the right person? um, Because you've gone through, you know, good relationship, breakups, you know, what is that? look like for you as a young adult trying to elevate themselves? I think you can't force anything. When I tried to, I think there was only one where I really tried to force something and that was the shortest one. Mm -hmm. You just have to let it naturally happen and even against all obstacles, whatever, if you know it's right, it's probably going to be right. Um, I went through a lot just to try to get with my last girlfriend Yeah, and you can't change anyone whatever someone brings to the table you have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. and sure you can evolve together you can grow together but the biggest thing is you can't try to change someone Mm -hmm. we've talked about it here before but it's essentially the idea of it's better to attract and to push you can't push someone to be like that ideal person that you want them to be you have to pull them by leading by example Mm -hmm. yeah Um, one thing you said to me post breakup was you wanted to be unrecognizable to whether it's that person or anyone that knows you. What does that mean? Like what, what was your mindset behind changing yourself in that way? Unrecognizable being I was dependent. Now I want to live my life where if I do find a person, it's not like that 50 50. It's not like you fill a hole, a void in me. Mm -hmm. It's, I have everything I need in myself and I exude an energy where I don't need you, but you're going to be additive to my life and we're going to make each other better. We're not here to complete each other. We're here to be not a hundred percent, but 200%. You're a hundred percent. You have what you have going on in your life. And then I have what I have going on in my life. Yeah. I think also post breakup, a lot of people, really hone in on their personal development and mm-hmm. something I saw you get into more, um, more routine, working on yourself, trying to learn more, better yourself as an individual, not just looking for other support elsewhere. Um, what has that journey been like for you? I know you've been on it for a while, but maybe like, give us what the past few months have looked like for you on the personal development side. I think the biggest thing for me is trying to get my mind right and trying to be okay with living unapologetically toward the person that you want to be. And after the breakup, I was kind of questioning myself of, man, I came down here to better myself. I came down here to be better. I came down here to grow. The ideal thing was like, I'm going to come down here. I'm going to make a lot of money. And then like, I'll, I'll be able to support you or anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this for something bigger than myself. And after breaking up, it was kind of like questioning myself of this journey that I'm going on is leading to this. And it's leading to all these hardships that are happening in my life. Is it first of all worth it? But is it, is this the, is this me? Like, mm-hmm. is this the right me? And I've, I actually went through like an identity crisis. It felt like where for it was about three days I was writing down in my journal, like, uh, who am I? What am I? What attributes do I have? Because I really didn't know. Mm -hmm. And 
I've been learning to, like I said, live unapologetically and be myself and push out the person that I want to be without having to regret anything or hide things from different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a great self-awareness to have for self-growth and try to figure out who you are, what you want to be. And a lot of that comes with just change in your life, whether mm-hmm. it's a change in relationship, change in job, location. Um, one of the biggest you've had to face recently was changing location. So four of us came down here to um, Texas in Austin about a year ago. Um, what were you envisioning with this change in your life? Why was this a, an attractive move for you? It was attractive <clears throat> because of the people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the location. Like I could have went to... Well, as long as it was out of Pennsylvania, I could have went to Maryland. I could have went to West Virginia. I could have went to Alaska with you guys. But it was the fact that I was surrounded by people who I thought and I know will do great things in the future. And I wanted to be one of them. I understood from the very beginning that whoever you surround yourself with will be what you're going to be. And my junior year, I surrounded myself with honestly a bunch of um, not losers, but I surrounded myself with a bunch of people who I didn't want to be like, and I complained about it a lot. And I was like, this is not me. And it was a total identity. I didn't even recognize in myself. And senior year, when I really isolated myself, I was like, I just want people who match my energy, who match the energy that I want to have in the future. And it was that whole idea of we'll do something great together. Mm-hmm. And at first it was all about the money. Yeah. Like it was. But now I see much more than that. Like I'll always say now money's the third most important things. First being your health, second being your relationship. Mm. And I truly believe that now. I I I don't think it's about money for me anymore. The person that I'm finding myself to be will be a person that I know in the future is deserving of money. Yeah, that's really good. And it seems like that was a realization you had pretty recently, maybe in the last 12 months or something. Um, you said health is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, I say that because whenever you have a sore throat, you don't care about anything in life. You don't care about money, how anything you have. You don't care about any of your problems. You could probably be like uh, fighting with your significant other. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, all that matters is your sore throat. Mm -hmm. I feel like that really gets you into that moment where you're living and where you're so focused on the present that anything in the future is not giving you anxiety or anything of the past is not dwelling in your head. What do you do to prioritize your health? Um, I would say go to the gym, but I haven't been to the gym in a while because (laughs) uh, the situations. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think, like I said, I've been really focusing on mental health. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. And yeah. um, learning more about myself, finding more about myself, being honest with myself, and being a person that is liked and is enjoyable. And then listening to podcasts, whatever, books, all that stuff mm-hmm. just to help who I am. But I still do exercise very often yeah um going in this whole discussion about health um you started working out years and years ago Mm -hmm. why was this something that you wanted to get into and how has it helped you as a person well working out 
stem from the idea of wanting to be bigger than I was at the time mm -hmm. and really insecurity. So whenever I started working out, I was 99 pounds. I always remember it because at the time, all, all I said was, I only care Can't about... Get 200. <laughs> yeah, well, all I said was, I only care about abs mm. because I was skinny, so it was an excuse for me being skinny. Yeah, and, and I never hit three digits until, I, I think it was in high school. I didn't hit three digits until I was in like ninth or 10th grade. Wow. Something crazy. And then I just went on this spree of eating, working out. And I kind of fell in love with it. And that was probably one of my first passions. It translated to a lot more in life than I would have realized. And the biggest being discipline. Mm -hmm. Because if you have the discipline to do something hard and put your body through pain, you'll have the discipline to do that with your mind um, and just more facets in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've also challenged yourself in different ways, um, you know, working out just normally, but also you did a Spartan race before. Mm -hmm. um, what has that experience been like doing like something that's mentally taxing, physically taxing at the same time to maybe it's not even for like a monetary reward. It's just like, hey, I'm just going to go do this and I'm going to feel better about myself. That was an, a time where it was awesome because I didn't need any reward mm -hmm. and it was just for the love of doing it just to challenge myself. And that was one of the first, I feel like biggest testers of my mind Yeah, was I, I always remember, I always said to myself, step by step, don't think of anything in the future. Mm -hmm. It's just step by more. step. How can I put one foot in front of the other? Yeah. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's a good reminder. Just take it baby steps. How does that, translates your life you said that discipline gives you um a lot more structure in your life and everything um but even just like the the routine of going to the gym and challenging yourself where does that show up in different areas now um now it just so when you don't have to commit to someone can you commit to yourself mm -hmm. and that's honestly what i've been trying to work on more and more in the first couple months we were here, I was like 100% committed to myself. Yeah. But I feel like at times I didn't trust myself to say what I was going to do outside of what, what I had committed to everyone else. And that at the time was the board. Now it's really me trying to get the discipline to 100% trust myself and not really tell other people or care what other people are thinking of me but me committing to me before i commit to anyone else and being truthful in my actions when no one else sees them mm -hmm. yeah it's huge i mean just pouring into yourself before others is going to make you show up as a better person i think right. you've truly been embodying that um a lot of the past you know couple of years the second is kind of bleeds into it is the second thing you said is the most important is relationships mm -hmm. tell us about your mindset behind that well i'll start off by saying the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship that you can have because through everything that you or I have been through, you've been the only person to experience it. When you've been sad, when you've been happy, when you want to tell something to someone but maybe you question it, you're the only one who experiences all those things with you. So first of all, it's super important to be truthful with yourself 
so you can depend on yourself. So it's one thing, like I said, I've been really working on, but I think I really lack in nurturing and continuing the relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. But it's been something where I realized, okay, stuff's not going right. Stuff's not ideal in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Stuff's not ideal in my life, but it's important to still keep that connection between people. Yeah, And I've had to learn that the hard way, I feel like, with finding out things from relatives. And like I said, it's just something I need to get better with. What do you think holds you back from getting better and more consistent with that? That's a great question. Like, it, it, it's all me in my mind of right now I'm not at where I wish to be. So people will see me as less than I think of myself as. It's why I distance myself from like a lot of people in the past. Unfortunately, I think some things just need a big change to happen before you actually implement what you've been meaning to. And maybe it'll take a big change in my life mm-hmm. or a big change in someone else's life. Yeah. Do you have anyone, you have to name names if you don't want to, anyone in your life right now that you look for and you don't think about how they see you, which is, hey, I need this person for my support. I want to share stuff with them. Um, and if so, does that help you? Because I know there's myself included. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm a very misunderstood person, so I don't share a lot. Um, but if there's people that understand you, it's super powerful. So mm-hmm. do you can you relate to that at all? And how does that help if, if so? I can't. And <clears throat> that's the thing. Um, it would take someone really close and you know matt we've been close for so long i've grown up with my brother for 20 years and i still don't have that person and it it would take a relationship really but it would take a deep relationship i think it is a downfall of mine that i can't talk about a lot of the things that i'm experiencing in my life and i kind of just go through it on my own but you know, maybe I'll appreciate it one day when I have that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when you are struggling with something Mm -hmm. personally and you hold it in, what do you do to try to shake out that negative energy, um, kind of release anything? Do you meditate, breath work, go for a run? Like what helps you? Mm, I do. I meditate a fair amount Mm -hmm. and in meditation, I, (laughs) it's weird because The goal of my meditation is to turn off my brain Mm -hmm. and I do it by imagining someone standing on my brain and batting away um, (laughs) like pictures. But that's really like the goal. Every time I envision that and I just stop, I sit still and I think about that, like everything goes away. Hmm. But I think the biggest thing is like spending time and just like really embracing the surroundings and being outside. So whenever I'm outside, that's usually like where I think and I'm like, okay, like take a minute to pause, think about everything. And, you know, I I don't really like let anything out, but it's just kind of like, how can I cope with it internally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, When you think about, your goals right now and what you've been working towards mm-hmm. what do you think your purpose in life is have you figured that out i think i have yeah. and um like i said when i had an identity crisis where i literally wrote down like so many things because 
I was lost with who I was. Um, the one thing I came out with was I help people mm. and I'm here to serve people. And I think what I can do is whether it be a podcast, whether it be talking with people, it's spreading a good message and impacting people's lives in a positive way. And I know I'll do that eventually when I do become a doctor. Um, I'll help people's lives in the most physical way possible. But I also want to, with, with a business, I want to better the lives of people that we know and we don't know. And I want to make other people successful. And I know eventually that's what's going to make me successful mm -hmm. if I have this mindset. Yeah. Even if it's at a small scale, can you provide any example where you've helped someone that really inspires you to do it more? Um, I think the biggest thing is like homeless people, man. Like I would say, I don't want to overestimate here, but I would say like 50 to 60% of the time when I see a homeless person, I'll give some sort of um, money to them. But uh, like even looking away from monetary, our cousin like texts us like, hey, from you guys coming out here and showing me these kinds of things and like what you're doing, it inspired me to do this. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing too. Like mm -hmm. no, no monetary gain, no transaction there. It was we're spreading our thoughts and ideals onto people we're not pushing them onto him we're mm -hmm. just spreading it with just the energy yeah exactly with what we know and same thing with this podcast i i don't want to push anything on anyone anymore but it's this is this is us this is what we've learned and i i it'd be awesome if people can just take good from it and you know change their lives too from it mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's powerful and that's like in my opinion the most rewarding thing ever like if someone whether someone admits it or not, like knowing that you're helping someone. And I think it happens more often than we ever, will ever realize. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's someone that just sees something on Instagram or listens to a podcast, or maybe we're like out in the street doing something and a stranger sees us and we help them like understand something better. Um, I think that's the most rewarding thing in life just because like it makes you feel better than anything else. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no money. There's no like, anything attached to it rather than just I feel good about myself mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing can you provide something that isn't money to people that will give them a sense of satisfaction or ease in their lives if you can find a way to do that that's when you're going to become successful mm -hmm. successful in both a monetary sense and then successful in both the fulfilling sense yeah well it's really interesting like when you want to become successful and like you have a, a group around you. Like if you think about a CEO that is building a team to build a successful business, like they need to uplift those people to make this business successful. And there's studies done that like, if you just give those people a raise, like they'll do good work a little bit better. But the best result is when you actually just compliment them. Hmm. Like if I was your boss and you were like cold calling people all day, instead of saying like, Hey Eric, you did a good job today. Here's an extra X amount of dollars. If I just say, Eric, great job today. Really proud of you for doing this. That's actually a bigger impact, mm. which is crazy. Like if you want to become better yourself and uplift others around you, sometimes it's just a pat on the back. Like, mm. you know, that's, that's what people really seek for. Like the amount of times people just want to hear, like, I'm proud of you. Like if they get that, it, it helps a lot. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, one thing that 
you really sparked, I believe, I think it was you, um, one of our habits when we came down here was going to church. Why was this something that you wanted to do, um, if you want to embark on your journey with that in the past year? Um, actually, I would give that credit to Zach, really, Okay. to be honest. I'll just talk about church being like such a big thing in life. Um, I will never like push ideals onto people, but I think it's just important to understand kind of like the Bible and Christ and the way that life can seem kind of coincidental and things. And it's like, okay, but it's up to you if you want to believe in something that's just a coincidence or something higher in power. And I think with believing something that's higher in power, it takes a lot of pressure off of yourself because then you kind of think, okay, well, when it's my time, it's my time. Mm -hmm. I can't control this, but everything will work out in the future as long as God's willing to make it work out in the future. And I've always been religious, but I haven't went to church in a long time. And just coming down here gave me kind of like the energy to go to church. And I think it's, if, if I walk out of Texas with zero dollars in my bank account, I think the biggest thing is that I got connected to God again. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah, that's powerful. And like, pretty recently you told me that you were doing a lot of work on your on your own mm -hmm. um reading the bible and like mm -hmm. just deep in thought about different things um i think it's you know there's a lot of people that have that kind of habit um but there's a lot of people like that either they grow up in the church and then they get out of it or something happens in their life and they just stop believing to some extent and it's difficult for them to get back into it especially at a young age if you don't have like a parent guiding you or if there's not like people around you that are like hey let's do this like it's almost just like if someone's like out there like you see the people in college especially like right. with signs like mm -hmm. religious um stuff it's just like you know what are they doing they're kind of weird you know yeah. um but obviously it's important mm -hmm. whatever you believe in like it's it's an important energy to have about yourself would you have any advice for someone that's like trying to get into it that has some sort of stigma around it um i think there's a lot of stigma behind it and I would just say, I actually relate one of the messages from a doctor that I recently met. And he said, before his stroke, he would think that when people came into the ER and needed help, he was the only person that they needed. And he was very cocky about it. He's like, they need me. Yeah. They need me. They want to see me. And after he said, he, he carries this book with him that's uh, Keep Calm and Trust God. And he's like, now I pray with my patients. Um, it's, there, there's a lot higher power than just me. And one big thing that he said that always stuck with me, you don't really need self-help books. All you need is the Bible. Everything that they speak about in, in self-help books has already been written before. And that's in the Old or New Testament. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's opened my eyes. Yeah. And it's always nice, like I said, to have something that you can trust in the world mm -hmm. that, that you can't even see. It's like putting faith into something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hope and faith for mm -hmm. something good. And right. it helps a lot. I mean, if it's like some people might question at some point, but even if you do question, just like, hey, like I'm just having the hope and the faith that things are going to get better. It takes a lot of weight off your shoulders, mm -hmm. um, could help you in many situations. Yeah. One of the messages that I was actually going to talk about last week on the podcast 
um, and that we were going to talk, I was going to say this week was sometimes you have to go to rock bottom to find Jesus and realize that he is that rock. Mm. And I, and I really do believe that. I mean, Kevin Hart talked about it when he couldn't pay rent and he called his mom and said, mom, I need money. Mm -hmm. She said, read your Bible. He said, no. And he didn't read his Bible until one day he opened it up and what was in there cash. But, but that, that he didn't like read the Bible, but she was directing him. That's where you need to go. And I truly believe that at some point in your life, if you find God, if you can trust in God, it maybe it takes you to get at your lowest to really put faith into something because things in the world aren't working out and that's what it'll take. But eventually you'll get back to a point where you're better and now you have God with mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about present day Eric. What are, I know you have a lot, you wear a lot of hats right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to talk about any of the roles you currently serve, um, what keeps you busy on a day to day basis? I think I like like I said I just do a lot and honestly it's work I don't want to do at the moment but I know work that's going to propel me into the future 10x. Uh I want to say like the road to entrepreneurship is not sexy at all. Like it's really not. You have to struggle. You have to go through the when times are hard and you have to figure out how to make things work. Um but it's beautiful because if you can't handle um, a small world problem, how are you going to handle managing 20 people's problems? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I, I can appreciate where I'm at in this season of my life because I've went through the parts where I was trying something completely out of the blue, which I think is going to set us up for great success in the future because it gave us direction and now that I have that direction, I'm putting more fuel onto it. I'm, I'm investing time. I'm investing money. I'm investing these things to propel myself to that point where I need to be. And along this path, I'm still enlightening myself with all the knowledge that I've learned and implementing all of the, the things I've learned through 75 Hard, through the, through the podcasts. And, you know, we're starting up this too. And mm-hmm. this season of my life, it's more for propelling myself to where I want to be and finding humility in the things I'm doing to ultimately get to where I need to go. Yeah. You mentioned entrepreneurial journey Mm -hmm. and I feel like there was a point in your life where that was never in the question. Mm -hmm. It was just like not a goal of yours, which is fine. Like it's just some people don't even consider it. Um, But as of recently, it's something you've really prioritized. What made you switch that in your mindset? I don't know. I really don't know. Like I said, the first time ever doing something different and figuring out that I don't want to work for people was when we did that fitness page. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go work for a boss. I'd rather start my own thing and grow my own brand. But it's really the idea of do you want to make someone else's dream happen or do you want to make your dream happen? And I truly want to bet on myself because I think my ideals and the way that I can help people will be 10 times better than how a Walmart could help people. Yeah. Like I think that I can change people's lives directly once I have the right knowledge and the right resources. I think I can exponentially increase the value and the happiness of people's lives. So I want to do that as best as possible through 
whatever mechanism I'm doing it with and whatever business, whatever endeavor I'm going on. Would you say that's your biggest goal in life? I mean, I think my biggest goal, my, my biggest goal is to impact people. I have two big goals. My biggest goals is to impact a bunch of people. And like I said, one day I know I'll be a surgeon out of question. I know that's a thing. So physically helping people, financially helping people, um, intelligently helping people. So spreading education, spreading wealth, um, sharing people the steps that we took. The second goal is to pay off the debts I have in this world and none of them being monetary because I don't care about the government. Um, <laughs> that Those debts are, everyone in my life has impacted me some way, whether it be an ex-girlfriend, whether it be the people that I, um, I worked with, whether it be my friends, whether it be my family, whether it be my twin, whether it be myself. I want to, yes, I want to retire my parents and do that, but I also want to give them back everything that they gave to me. Yeah. When I couldn't provide for myself, they helped me out. Um, the people who boosted me along my journey, the people who were there for just a season of my life, like I say it all the time. Um, I've seen people in such terrible situations. Um, my coworkers back in Pittsburgh, it would make me so happy to go up there and be able to gift them something to the magnitude that I think that they gave to me when I needed it, mm -hmm. um, whenever no money was exchanged. But just being there and being that person, being a light to me. Through, through everyone I've came into contact with, I want to influence them in a positive way or gift them something so I can say my debts are paid off in this world. Mm -hmm. I love that. Those are two really good goals to have in mind, both with, both with positive impacts. Um, obviously, you're well on your way to getting to there. What do you think is something that holds you back from achieving those goals? <clears throat> um, I think I can answer that super quickly because I know what it is. And it's a good thing I know what it is, but it's also not a good thing in some sense. Um, implementation of things, of the things I learned, I know 100% that if I go cold call people for my business, I'll at least get one person in it every day. But why don't I do it? Maybe it's fair that I will be successful. And can I handle that? And honestly, that, that's what it is right now. It's can I handle this? I'm questioning myself on what I can handle in this world, even though like to an extent I know I can provide value, mm -hmm. it's, it's questioning myself. So right now it's me implementing what I already know. Um, can I implement the actions and really take those steps to get to where I want to be? Mm -hmm. And can I have trust in myself? And I think at this point too, it's good to not only trust yourself, but trust that God that things will work out. Yeah. What gives you more confidence? Even if you're not fully there yet, fully confident to take action, mm -hmm. what gives you a little bit of a boost in confidence to get there? Um, the boost in confidence is honestly me. And I think I have a brain that's worth a whole bunch of money because of everything I've been through of all the problems that I solved. And I always think to myself, well, if we have another problem in front of us, I'm going to figure out how to solve it. I'm going to figure out how to navigate it. And that's going to be something else in my arsenal that I can take to help the very next person. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding that the way I think, the way that I act, my actions, very few people have what it takes 
to do what I want to do. And I am worthy of getting there. Yeah, I like that. What is something you're currently working on, um, whether it's like a habit or a goal project um, that is consuming your time a lot these days? Um, I want to start tracking my hours and I want to put in consistently 90 hour work weeks. And that's with jobs, that's with business, um, that's with everything. Mm -hmm. And right now, I think of the 10,000 hour rule. Yeah. 10,000 hours is a whole bunch of time. And I, talk, I talked about it with you, Matt. Um, you had your two podcasts and I said, you, you said you weren't making any money off of it. And I said, where were you at before you got your first one? Mm -hmm. And you said 100 and something. I forget what it was. And then you recently got a, uh, a uh, partnership, spawn, yeah. Yeah, partnership with another one. Mm -hmm. And look, you kept going. You did a little yeah. more and got to there. We know what it takes. I know it'll take 10,000 hours of mastering some skill. Mm -hmm. Okay, 10,000 hours might be a little excessive. I might get there in 4,000. But I know I need to put time in. Yeah. And my goal right now is understanding that my time frame is longer than I initially thought it would be at first. But I will get there eventually so long as I keep going day by day, step by step. And if I consistently put in X amount of hours per day, mm -hmm. which will add up to so many in the long run yeah what helped you realize the timeline because i know you know for a long period that i knew you for it was like you had ages for and i did too you mm -hmm. know i'm not trying to throw shade because i was the same no, way yeah. um it's an age for this amount of money age for the car um we had a monetary goal for a year being mm -hmm. in here and you know it, it wasn't achieved um and like we all came to an understanding like hey it's gonna take a little bit longer than we expected mm -hmm. um was there an event or was it just like, hey, I need to yeah. humble myself and yeah. There was an event okay. and that event was quitting sales. Mm. That very day, I'm like, wow. It, like, it, it, like it made it real that I'm not going to get to where I said I was. I'm not going to hit that yeah. goal. But that's okay because that's life. And it was, life is harder. It all comes down to the fact that life is harder than I thought it originally was. Mm -hmm. But I'll always say life is so beautiful because if you had good every single day, you would never appreciate it at all. So you have to go through the bad. You have to go through the breakups so you can appreciate a person whenever they are right and mm -hmm. you don't neglect that. You, you have to go through the sicknesses so you don't neglect the breath that you do have on a good day. And through all the hardships in life, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Those downs will make you appreciate the up. Yeah. And if you've never been at a point where you found a low, it's coming. Like it really is. And I'm just thankful that I feel like I'm getting past mine. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's great. Um, one thing I want to point out about you, or actually two things uh, I want to touch on to give you some credit. Um, First being something you've been working on recently, and you don't have to share any details if you don't want to, but a few months ago, um, I think it was actually like probably five months ago now, um, I remember I was traveling, and the first day that I came back, you came up to me, I was like eating breakfast or something, probably tired from traveling, and you just came up and you're like, dude, and you just sit down in front of me and you're like, I have an idea, and just laid out everything to me, and you're just like, like, you can tell when someone is like committed to something just the way they talk about it, the mm -hmm. excitement and the passion behind it. And that's exactly what you had. And, you know, you're laying it out and just 
getting my input and you know telling me your vision behind it and then it was brought to life and I, I want to give you credit for that because there's a lot of people out there way past the majority of the population like 99 percent, i would say we get ideas and there's absolutely no action mm-hmm. upon it we just expect it to happen or it's just like oh it would be nice but you know it's not going to work um but you took action and are continuing to take action even if the results aren't immediate so um can you touch on, you know, even if it's not mm-hmm. like, hey, this is the exact, you know, idea behind it, right. what did it take for you to think of an idea and now take action on it and try to start something from nothing? Well, I do want to say there's been, I have, I feel like I have thousands of ideas. Okay, let's, I have hundreds of ideas and there's been a lot of them I haven't brought to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I believe so strongly in and within... So I actually presented you that idea on March 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, by March 7th, I think it was, everything was created. Within two days, Like I had like a whole business proposal, like this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to go about it. By, um, it was by, like I think it was March 23rd or something, we had a client signed. Yeah. Um, it was before April. We got the confirmation and yeah, the, it was something that I believe so strongly in because of what happened. Um, and that was like everything with sales. I saw so many problems with it. And the thing was like, I saw a problem and I thought we could fix it. Mm-hmm. So up until this day, it's now instead of looking at it for how much can we charge someone, how can we better someone's life and charge them a fair right. price? Yeah. And that's what it is now. I think that so long as we all continue to put love, put effort, put money into what we're doing, I think we have a very lucrative business mm-hmm. in front of us. I don't want to put a price on it, but I think we can make a lot of money doing it and we can help a lot of people doing it. Yeah. What keeps you going? even when the reward isn't immediate? That's a great question. And um, I know from um, from viewership, from watching uh, E-Man, that sometimes people don't even sign anyone for their first, I think, like 15 months, 12 months. It's very usual. Yeah. But we did it in our first 20 days. Mm-hmm. And... I believe that we all have what it takes. We just need to figure out, we need to fine tune some things on, um, on what we actually provide. Yeah. And once we get that down, I, I believe in myself. I believe in you. I believe in Ricky. I believe that we'll make it no matter what timeline it is, because whether it be in five years I know that one year that we put into it while we're losing all this, we'll make it all back and 20 times more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so I guess it's to fully answer that question, it's the faith and the trust in ourselves as a group. Faith coming up again. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, the other thing I want to point out was a little bit of a story um, going back to like the relationship side of things that, again, just wanted to give you credit for because um, I think it really shows who you are as a person. Um, there was a time, it was our sophomore year of college, we weren't living together anymore, didn't really talk much at all, mm-hmm. um, I don't think at all, actually, 
Um, and there was a time where I decided I was going to break up with my girlfriend and I did it over the phone. Um, cause I, she was supposed to come see me. I didn't want that to like happen. So I was like, all right, I seen it end it before then. And, um, I remember exactly where I was the day, like I was just standing outside somewhere and I get off the phone and it was just this weird feeling of like, I need to talk to someone. Like, I don't know what to say, but I just need like to talk to someone mm-hmm. and I had nobody to like go like, well, I don't want to walk to like a friend's house or something. I was just like, I just want to talk like on the phone here, um, to like a true friend. And I remember, um, I called four people in order of like who I was talking to the most at the time. First person, no answer. Second person, no answer. Third person, no answer. I was like, fuck, no one's answering. So I was like, fourth person that came to mind was Eric. And it was like, I hesitated calling you because I was like, we don't talk anymore. Like, I knew we were still Mm -hmm. friends, but it was just like, it was weird. Like, hey, I need help, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I called you fourth and you're the only one that answered. And it was like something that's like, it's still powerful to me today because it's like, even if we were separated for a little bit and weren't as close, I think that really brought us back together, like at least in my um, eyes, because it really showed me you were there for me. And um, since then, like we stayed connected much more. Mm-hmm. Now we live together again. So um, I just want to like give you that because even if, you know, you say you keep stuff in or you become distant, like, you truly are a ride or die person. So I just want to give that. you that credit. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. That goes deep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple little minor questions to finish us off here. Um, first thing, what is something that inspires you to wake up every morning? Um, man, that's a, I used to have a really great answer to this, but I guess right now it's going through, it's not pretty, but it's, I need to take the steps that I need to take. It's mandatory for me to um, do these requirements or prerequisites so I can be the person that I want to be and get to the goals I want to be. I have a lot of goals, man. And I have a lot of desires, but it's kind of for me to get to that place right now in this present day, I only need to take a few steps every day to really hone in what I need to be doing so I can achieve that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Who is someone that inspires you and why? Um, and it doesn't have to be someone you know personally. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say anything just to say something. Yeah. Um, I really can't think of, I mean, you inspire me day in and day out. I don't know if that's valid, but like the clip, like, the closest, like, if I'm thinking of this question, your other thing that's popping into my mind, mm. just because from the outside looking in, you trust yourself, um, you're disciplined, um, you have good relationships with your family, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've showed me a lot. You've been a big light in my life. And... You know, like growing with you, like we've not, I've not only seen you grow, but I've grown with you mm-hmm. and that's awesome. And you've kind of been like my big brother in this whole process of self-development and entrepreneurship even. I appreciate that, man. Yep. It means a lot. Um, my last question would be, obviously this is the next chapter podcast. We want to help people turn mm-hmm. that next chapter in a life. What is some advice you would give to someone that's taking the next chapter? Um, 
uh man a theo vaughn quote's coming to me <laughs> it doesn't like i'm just gonna say it i don't know if it's like exactly what i'm aiming for but he said marry them whether it be a girl oh, yeah whether it be a job whether it be an opportunity have the balls to go all in on something and the faith in god and the trust in yourself to know that you'll figure out a way to manage whatever you have going on in your life and you'll make it happen mm -hmm. boom mic drop yep that's good well i appreciate this um very insightful proud of you bro Thanks, and man. thank you for taking the time to share your story i appreciate it thank you man